if you guard your gates, you will secure your finances. Hey, it's Lucas Scrobot, and you are listening to Weaver and Loom. Welcome back to another episode of Weaver and Loom. We have been on this, I think, great kick on talking about building walls of all things. The media hates walls, but guess what? We at Weaver and Loom, we have learned to fall deeply in love with walls, which means boundaries in the last number of episodes. Where there are no walls, where there are no gates, where there are no boundaries, there is chaos. Think of the wild, wild west from all those black and white movies that maybe you grew up watching. It was lawlessness. It was crazy. There was, the sheriff wasn't expected, respected. The bad guys would just kill him. Everyone's running around like crazy. Everyone's just trying to defend their own because there's no order in the land. There's no law in the land. And in most of these storylines, right, it's the sheriff that comes in and he establishes order. They build a wall around their community. They put a gate. They put up legislation and and regulation. But one of the greatest things that happens at the city gate, because the city gate is the place where culture is set, decided, and upheld. Without the city gate, you might as well not even have a wall. The city gate is the heartbeat of an individual, of an organization, of a family, of a country. What is the cultural framework, the cultural constitution of that society? It is all decided within the city gates. So we have been talking about how we can build and fortify our gates, how we can burn the bridges that have been shot over our walls that we recognize that, oh, wait a minute, these bridges are actually violating our societal norms. These bridges are actually trying to bypass the gate. They're trying to come in and jump over the wall without agreeing with the, to the cultural constitution of the community. They are toxicity. It is, it, is, it is like welcoming in a swarm of rodents into your city freely. And I'm not talking about real rodents. I'm not talking about, about necessarily people. I'm talking about thoughts. I'm talking about attitudes and behaviors and belief systems that undermine the fabric of society. Those are what... The, the fabric of society, those pillars, those stories, those monuments, we must defend them because if we don't, we lose our society and everything falls to chaos. We've been talking about these seven different areas, which is the area of sacred space or religion, the area of government, area of family, the area of education, the area of of celebration. Are we celebrating the wins in our community and in our families? The area of media and information. Is there a flow of information? And finally, the one that we're talking about today, which is enormously critical, but because without it, 
Without it, everything else falls apart. It is the marketplace. In the city square, in the city gates, that is where all the merchants would come and that is where trade would happen. That is where sales would happen. That is where the farmers would bring their wheat and they would sell it and there were set prices and there was regulations and that's where it was determined if, okay, we need to raise our our prices on wheat because there's a shortage in the land, there's a famine. This in that marketplace, in the city gate, that's where it all happened. And if there is not clear boundaries within that area, if you do not know how you are stewarding your finances, where the money is going, where the money is coming from, what you are devoting your finances to, what your prices, what your margins are, if you don't have that area figured out, the entire society will collapse in on itself. I mean, we've seen it in the dot-com tech bust of 2000. We've seen it in the the financial crisis of 2008. That the, the financial system failed and what happened on a global scale chaos. Millions of people lost their homes. Millions of people lost their jobs. It was a hard few years. So we need as individuals within our family and then within the organization that we're leading, we need to have that figured out. We need to have clear bounds. We need to have clear set precedent of what are we spending our money on? What aren't we spending our money on? A real easy example would be in a family. Is there a clear cultural constitution, a story that is agreed upon, a narrative that's agreed upon that says, this is how we are spending our money together. This is where we're investing together. This is where there's some wiggle room and this is where there's not wiggle room. This is where we have a potential for failure. This is where we have room for success. But it takes intentionality. And it's very hard often stopping and looking at the finances because in a lot of these other areas, you can lie. You can lie to yourself and be like, no, I always let my employees, you know, talk to me when they have an issue. And I always, I'm never defensive. Oh, no, I'm I'm the best person that I'm the most humble person that I know. It's so easy in a lot of these other areas to to tell ourselves a lie. But when we look into our finances and we look at the hard, cold numbers, the numbers never lie. And so it's hard to take a hard look or to take a close look and be realistic with where are your finances going and are you stewarding those correctly. And that is something that you have to decide as an individual. What what am I doing with my finances? How am I willing to gain my finances? What am I willing to exchange it for or not exchange it for? Right? Because you can be totally corrupt and get your money that way, but is that something that you're okay with? You have to decide that as a community and obviously every nation that you live in would not be okay with it. And they would be, there would be consequences sooner or later for your deceit. So I don't think you're that person. So the exercise for today, 
just like the past few days, you guys and gals know the drill. First, let's take some time and reflect and say, where do we want to be? What are the goals that we want to achieve? What are the ways that we want to deal with money? It's really just kind of saying, what's an ideal budget? Like where, not looking backwards budget, but looking forwards budget. How we steward our finances really is affecting how we steward our destiny. So how do you want to steward your destiny through your finances? What are the things that you want to invest into, the dreams you want to invest into, the ways you want to live? The second step, probably at this point, you don't need to uh, reflect very much or meditate. I would say open your checkbook. I'd say open your bank account and look through the hard, cold facts of what's happening with your money and then make a compare and contrast of like, is this aligning? Is where I want to go what my finances are looking at like right now? Third step, align it. Figure out what you have to do to get out of debt. Figure out what you, like, do you need to sell your car? Do you need to downsize your house? Do you need to cancel all these subscriptions to services that you're no longer using? What are you doing with your money? And how can you then pivot that and align that with the vision that you have set? And part of that is going to come from the areas that we've already discussed, from your sacred space area, your religious philosophical viewpoint, from the family realm, from education. Maybe it's like, yeah, I, I want to educate myself. I'm going to spend resources to buy books and read books, and I want to grow in that area. Thank you for being with me these last few episodes. I just want to reiterate that all these different areas, these seven different areas that we defined, this is what creates order and safety and peace for you as an individual security for your family, a sense of, okay, I know what's happening within this family. There's clarity. And for your employees, for the team that you're leading, the organization that you're casting vision for, these areas will help them see a way forward and be able to follow your leadership in whatever capacity that might be in at this point. So if you haven't already gone through all of the previous episodes where we talked about the different activities that happened in the city gates, please go back and do that. And while you're doing that, don't forget to download the free workbook for your personal life, for your community, whatever it is that you decide. It's a free workbook PDF on the website. The link is in the show notes. Download that and work through that as you listen to these episodes. Work through it with a friend. Do it in community. It is always better. Speaking of friends, tell your friends, ask me questions, and thank you for listening to Weaver and Loom, where your destiny is woven. 